Welcome to another edition of Reshaping America. This is your host, Kurt Flewelling. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of troubling news stories out there today. And from my vantage point, what is rapidly happening here in the United States has already happened in totalitarian states around the world, dictatorships, socialistic, communistic, fascistic states. So we we really have a historical template of how this ends up. And if we continue to slide toward a cancel culture, an intimidation culture, a central planning state that is in every aspect of your life and mine, we know how this thing goes and we can just simply open our eyes to how it unfurls around the world. And heretofore, the good news was we as Americans in this free society that we live in have resisted forms of censorship, intimidation, central planning, etc. And in addition to that, our capitalistic free market society has punished individuals in the marketplace for trying to perpetrate intimidation or boycotts based on nothing. And it has boomeranged back to harm uh, many uh, people that want to partake in things such as this. And a good example of that was the NFL uh, a few years ago when Colin Kaepernick led this assault on police officers and this crazy narrative that the police are inherently evil. And he wore socks that uh, depicted police officers as uh, pigs. Um, and the Black Lives Matter movement coming up with some really terrible songs about killing cops and frying them up like bacon. The NFL, for some odd reason, and we won't go into it, embraced that. And there was a boomerang uh, effect. And many people that purchased NFL uh, tickets, uh, merchandise, watched the NFL on television or whatever, simply had had enough of this nonsense. And it hurt the NFL financially. And the NFL did come to some common sense agreement with people that feel or felt that they needed to kneel during the national anthem or needed to assail police officers, um, the vast majority of which are innocent and, and, and did not perpetrate anything that would concern anyone. But um, it has happened again with this, and we have discussed it on the show, uh, these checks and balances, if you will, in Georgia, where their legislature, because they felt that the integrity of the uh, 2020 election was severely compromised, and it was, looked to shore up all of these loopholes and craziness uh, that is that surrounds uh, free and fair elections. They implemented things, uh, outlandish things to some, like you have to show up with an ID. It doesn't really have to be a hard, fast ID. It could be a very, it could be an electric bill, if you will. Signature verification. So the, the large amounts of signature fraud that happened in Fulton County did not happen again, and some other things. And they were roundly criticized 
And as we do in this culture today, with the help of a federal government and Democrat politicians who love to prey on emotion, and as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste, seize the opportunity to punish the state of Georgia for putting in some common sense election guidelines to shore up a very, very fraudulent process that that occurred in um, that state and particularly in Atlanta. And Major League Baseball, uh, ever you know, concerned with wokeness, promptly pulled the uh, All-Star game away from Atlanta and changed the venue to Denver, Colorado. Ironically, Colorado has much tighter election uh, laws than the state of Georgia. Um, Our president's home state of Delaware has even tighter election laws, but the facts are not really important. It's all symbolism over substance, as they say. So they pull out of Atlanta and they feel that they are hurting the state of Georgia. Around the world, when this stuff happens, when the state top down says this is the the way it's going to be, deal with it. And if you want to deal with it uh, with boycotts or in the marketplace, well, we control the marketplace as well because we pick winners and losers. In our United States of America, it does not work that way. And Mike Lindell is a very good example of that. Uh, a, a very orchestrated boycott against him for his political views, he's a Donald Trump fan, has resulted in thousands of people cutting up their uh, credit cards to Coles uh, and other entities that have boycotted Mike Lindell. And Mike Lindell's sales are up 30% since he's been censored all over the place by big tech and and a very concerted effort to boycott him just for his political beliefs. So that's how it should work. We are fast hurtling towards um, a, a scenario where it may not work that way for long. And if companies continue to allow themselves and their stockholders and their customers for that matter, to be shamed and intimidated and shaken down. Uh, Jesse Jackson was the the king of that, probably still is, but he, he always went into Nike and other big companies and said, cough it up and we will leave you alone. And summarily, most of them did cough up the dough and left him alone. Uh, the companies that do not respond in kind to this uh, shakedown, if you will, and they're not intimidated usually end up in these United States of America looking pretty good and the citizens will support them. You might say with Major League Baseball, where are they going to go? There's not another league that can, um, you know, compete with Major League Baseball. However, I don't know. In in With the NFL, they certainly lost revenue because of their wacky political stands. And it remains to be seen, but I hope Major League Baseball loses and many other entities that pulled out of the state of Georgia lose. There may be, there may not be a a competitor to major league baseball, but there's a direct competitor anyway, but there certainly are competitors 
to uh, Coca-Cola, if you will, a big entity in Atlanta and many other companies that have voiced concerns with this common sense election laws that have been implemented by the state legislature in Georgia. And um, I sincerely hope that their competitors eat their lunch because that's the way it is in the United States of America, our free market capitalistic society. If you're going to be nuts and you're going to do this and we have a free citizenry, they have the right to take their money and put it somewhere else or purchase another good or service. Um, Fox News, who many of you in the audience are big fans of. I, I went south on them over a decade ago because they similarly in a boardroom made the decision that a lot of people in, in within the NFL and Major League Baseball and other entities, perhaps Coca-Cola, have made. And they say, when nobody's listening or looking, where are these guys going to go? They're not going to go anywhere. Fox News had a monopoly on this fair and balanced shtick. And we're right and CNN is wrong and all this crap. And so they started to pretty purposefully go left about 12 years ago. And I always chronicle how poorly and shabbily they treated Rick Santorum while promoting Mitt Romney. And they did the same to um, Ted Cruz four years later. So you know, many people are late to this party that Fox News is not all it's cracked up to be. Although I, I really thoroughly enjoy some folks on Fox News, Tucker Carlson being one of them. They made a business decision and they said, where are these guys going to go? And the Republican Party has done the same thing. Where are you going to go? You got to vote for Hillary Clinton? Fox, where are you going to go? You going to start watching CNN? Well, in the capitalistic free market world that we live in, other news entities pop up and hold Fox's feet to the fire. And Fox has kind of taken a look at their leftward lurch. I don't really expect anything major to happen. But competition or the consumer in a free society voicing their opinion and not only voicing their opinion in the form of redress of grievances, but voting, if you will, with their wallets is something that has always worked in the United States of America. Um, and I hope it continues. I'm not confident that it will, but I hope it continues. And, you know, why are we even talking about this? Well, because there's a couple other things in the news, big time, as they always are, but even bigger time now because of Joe Biden, is religion and guns. Um, not necessarily in that order, but, you know, the First Amendment gives you the right to worship freely and also the right of free speech. But the, the two are inextricably intertwined. And we have an article uh, a little while uh, or a, uh, an opinion piece I will read if time permits about this war on religion, which has always been there in the last 20, 30 years, but it has escalated at warp speed because of COVID-19 lockdowns and many blue state governors have taken the opportunity and they've always wanted to do this. They've always had plants in churches to see if hate speech was going on. But um, there's there's even a better way to clamp down on religious freedom than having 
snitches or monitors, if you will, in the back pews of any church. And that is just to put a padlock on the church door, all in the name of public safety or public health, which has occurred in spades over the last year. And the Second Amendment is uh, another thing that is uh, on assault or being assaulted. We have some stories on that. And Joe Biden is is as slow and cognitively impaired or slothful as you might want to say he is. I don't know if it's him, but it's uh, it's him and his surrogates are working at warp speed to do things by executive fiat that heretofore should be done by the other co-equal branches of government, namely the um, House of Representatives or Congress. And people conflate all the time executive orders. Trump did it. Ronald Reagan did it. George Bush did it. Now Biden and Obama are doing it. No, it's, it's not quite that simple. I've never been a fan. If, if you've listened to me for any length of time on uh, of executive orders, they are indeed constitutional. But fundamentally, we do not have a king. If that person has an R or a D next to their name, it does not matter. Fundamentally, executive orders are not the way we work in the United States of America, but everybody does them. And you cannot, if they are within the bounds of the Constitution and they are legally kosher, you cannot applaud executive orders if you are a true conservative when Donald Trump does them just because they benefit you or whatever ideology you happen to espouse to and then decry them when Obama or Biden do them. Now, that's the apples of the argument. The oranges are we go into a territory of executive orders that are extra constitutional. They are not within the bounds of the executive branch. And this is what we saw with uh, Barack Obama as far as immigration was concerned, as far as healthcare with Obamacare is concerned. And certainly we are seeing it at warp speed, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, Joe Biden. And there are lawsuits fast and furiously all over this great land of ours. And the guy has been in office for a matter of days. It's really not a long period of time. It was only a couple months ago. And there are lawsuits all over the place because as they did with COVID lockdowns, they are moving fast. And I know because I'm kind of one of them and I know a lot of friends and family, I know a lot of you do not want to jump into this cultural fight. And I'm really sorry that you have to, but whatever way God tells you to do your part, you're going to have to jump into this whether you like it or not, because the heavy lifting that is being done by conservative politicians, state legislatures, talk show hosts, people on TV, pastors, if they have the courage, uh, rank and file community members at school board meetings, take your pick. Those people are weary. Their shoulders are being heavy laden and they cannot do all the heavy lifting. And the left is moving very quickly to take away your right to lawfully own a gun, 
to walk into a house of worship, whatever God you want to worship, and several other things. And, and basically, your ability to speak. There is a shout down, beat down, cancel culture that is on steroids that is going on in this world. And I hate to say this because I know a lot of you don't want to pay attention to the issues of the day. You'd rather collect your paycheck, go home, have a chicken barbecue, throw the baseball with your son in the backyard and just forget it all. I get it. I am one of you. I'm not into this like you may think I'm into it. Uh, A lot of people chronicle my brother all the time. He used to do, uh, listen to talk radio all day long, watch all the talking heads all night long, smoke cigarettes and drink coffee all day long and get up and do it again the next day. Debate people, argue with people. I ain't that animal and most of you are not as well. But you're going to have to get into the game in whatever way the Lord wants you to get into the game because these news stories and these facts and things that are happening in your state capital or in Washington, D.C., are not going to not happen just because you care not to pay attention or get involved. So that is my simple charge to you. Let's go uh, rapid fire through some of the news of the day. This story says Andy Biggs introduces a bill to bar vaccine passports and the long and the short of vaccine passports. If you do not know what they are, I saw them coming six months ago. I knew it was going to happen. It doesn't take a lot of uh, political knowledge to know with the people that we have in place and how they like to control every aspect of your life. It is uh, vaccine passports is a very good way to do that. And what is a vaccine passport? Basically, if leftists and blue state governors had their way, all in the name of public safety, public health, yada, 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 for the children, and they use that one quite a bit. Um, if you want to get into a soccer game, if you want to go to a restaurant, if you want to go to the theater, theater district in New York has dried up like a prune. If they had their way, you would whip a card out of your um, wallet or show um, some type of app. And I'm, I'm sure there are many companies working on it, developing it. And if they have not already developed it, I'd be surprised proving that you have been vaccinated with uh, one of the three vaccines that are out there. And then you get safe passage to do whatever you heretofore did in a free society. And other people that live in states that bungle and mismanage vaccine distribution, yeah, you know, when we get around to you, we'll get around to you. Or more troubling, if you don't want to get the vaccine, and there's um, a million good reasons to not get the vaccine. I have been vaccinated, but if you don't want to, that's fine. I, I will f- I will march with you elbow to elbow wherever your freedoms are being restricted. If somebody says you have to inject something into your body if you don't want to do it, this is the United States of America. So if you don't want the vaccine, because you've crunched the numbers and you're 40 years old and you're healthy. And if you do contract COVID-19, your 
mortality rate if uh, you do get this virus is so infinitesimal. We don't have enough zeros after the 0.0000 that you will die and you just don't want to do that. That's your right. You should not be restricted to go anywhere or do anything. This is the United States of America. So vaccine passports are something that blue state governors and leftists and people under the guise of public health have been uh, beating that drum for quite a while. And it's always Texas, right? Uh, Texas and some other states and legislatures here, there and everywhere, municipalities have very aggressively, which is what you need to do, gotten ahead of this in order to thwart any efforts to have a, a, a state entity, a, a Fauci-like person on high that's going to tell you uh, it's time to get out from under the bed. It's time to take your third mask off, but you got to keep your first two on. You need to inject this in your body in order, in order to go to a football game, yada, 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 which all of which is very un-American. Um, these legislatures are moving fast and furious. And, and our friend Ron DeSantis in Florida is one of them as well that is crafting bills, legislation, if you will, that prohibits vaccine passports to be mandatory or, or foisted on the general public. So the article says Representative Andy Biggs introduced a bill on Thursday that would prevent federal agencies from imposing mandatory documentation showing a person has received a COVID-19 vaccine. The legislation aims to block authorities from certifying a U.S. citizen's COVID-19 vaccination status to a third party, such as a restaurant or an airline, as well as prohibit proof of vaccination from being a requirement to access a federal or congressional property or services. Representative Biggs goes on to say, I am proudly, or excuse me, I am profoundly disturbed that the Biden administration would even consider imposing vaccine passports on the American people. My private health care decisions and yours are nobody else's business. Vaccine passports will not help our nation recover from COVID-19. Instead, they will simply impose more Big Brother surveillance on our society, Biggs said in a statement. And while I'm reading this, I'm kind of recalling up the turnpike here from Philadelphia, where I'm broadcasting from uh, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I have many friends and family uh, in the Elizabeth, New Jersey area, um, city up in North Jersey, for those of you not in this area. And I recall in the first couple of months of uh, the COVID-19 panic last spring in 20, uh, 2020, there were um, public service messages, if you will, coming from the, the craziest places. Uh, I think there were drones and they were flying over the city of Elizabeth, New Jersey. No, I did not say Moscow. I said Elizabeth, New Jersey, warning people to not get too close to one another. Hey, that congregation in the backyard. Hey, Vinny, you're a little too close to uh, Uncle Bobby. Step step away, okay? And there was a big outcry. Like, wh wh what is Big Brother doing? 
policing how close we are. And, and, you know, it has gone downhill from there. All sorts of edicts from Governor Newsom in California about Thanksgiving can only be, uh, you know, eight people, can't be nine people, or you're going to be in trouble, yada, yada. So this is just another example of people wanting to get in your business under the guise of um, public health. The Arizona Republican also commended Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for being an early leader against vaccine passports, citing the governor's executive order last month barring state officials from enforcing a vaccine passport system. Texas, uh, who we just mentioned, Governor Greg Abbott followed suit with his own executive order on Tuesday. Other Republicans in Ohio, Pennsylvania, are pushing for similar measures at the state level. Biggs' bill has 18 co-sponsors, including several members of the House Freedom Caucus, a conservative group of which he is chairman. Representatives Louis Gohmert, who's a great guy down in Texas, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is being assaulted and railroaded and trying to be forced out of Congress for her personal beliefs, if they're stupid or not, doesn't really matter. Um, and Madison Cawthorn are among the sponsors. However, with the House in Democratic control, it is not clear how far such a bill would get under the direction of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. So our friends on the left, ladies and gentlemen, are not stupid. They, um, they purport to speak for you. They purport through their friends and family and the liberal media to portray to you the tides are turning. The American people are, they love Democrats. They love far left edicts. They love socialism. And you people that don't, and even worse, you people that fight against it, you better sit down and shut up because the numbers aren't there for you. The tide is turning in America. And this is the narrative that they forward in order to discourage you. And I would take heart because as as leftward as, as many things have lurched, we are still a Judeo-Christian nation. And biblical principles went into our laws, and our laws are very good and just and commonsensical. And they limit government for a very good reason, and this is a very good reason. And, and when somebody tells you that the people out there are for this, that's only partially true. The ones that don't have a proclivity to fight or get involved with this or pay attention, maybe. But the vast majority of people are, are have not been educated or are woefully ignorant, ignorant to what our Constitution says and what our country is all about. When you and I, and this is what I charge you to do every week, have discussions with these people, build relationships with these people, forward the ball in a uh, polite yet forthright way without poking people in the eye with flags or hitting them over the head with MAGA hats, um, then the tide turns. But still, there's a majority of people that know these things are inherently evil. And um, when AOC or whomever gets on a soapbox and tries to tell you that the people want this stuff, it's just not true. Is it happening faster than we, if the fact that it's even happening at all should be concerning. 
Are people buying socialism or not as concerned as they should be with an edict to make you produce a vaccine passport? Yeah, it's happening and it's scary and we got to fight it. But people are not stupid. And, you know, one thing comes to mind with these vaccine passports. And if you want to start the conversation with somebody that thinks it's a good idea to, you know, temper the spread of COVID-19, ask them this. Why are the same people pushing vaccine passports, fighting legislation requiring basic forms of ID to be presented when somebody wants to vote? And just put a period on it and shut up. Very difficult for me to shut up in these conversations, perhaps difficult for you to shut up. But like we did last week or a couple weeks ago on the show, um, meeting people where they are, their level of education, their level of interest in these topics, um, their level of ignorance, which is not a terrible word, has to be considered. And that question that I ask, why are some of the same people that are pushing vaccine passports, meaning you cannot go into a restaurant if they had their will without producing your papers, if you will, or your vaccine card, why are they railing tooth and nail over something that is not even elevated to a minor inconvenience when you're voting, which is whip out your driver's license? whip out your state-issued card if you do not have a driver's license. If you don't have either of those things, whip out an electric bill and another form of cross-checking that you are Fred Jones. Why do they rail against this, which does not even elevate to a minor inconvenience? It's not racially profiling. It's not doing anything to discourage anybody from anything. It's just common sense. Why do the people that rail against this want to insist that you have your vaccine card or your vaccine passport? Okay, you're free to go. That's insane. And that's a concept that if that simple question is asked to somebody that may heretofore say, yeah, sounds like a good idea. I want to get this COVID thing over with. And they don't realize that COVID is just the guise or public health is just the guise with which this overreach is is being um, cooked up and there's something much deeper and much more nefarious going on, then, then the wheels start turning. Then people that aren't political junkies or don't have a dog in the fight or don't necessarily want to even pay attention to what the heck a vaccine passport is will say, yeah, that makes no sense. Why would somebody tell me to whip out a card to go to Eagles game. But when I go to vote, I don't even have to prove I am who I say I am. That makes no sense. Um, is voting a little bit more important than getting a hoagie down at um, Delisandro's? I, I, I think it kind of is. But, you know, if these blue state Orwellian statists had their way, you couldn't get a cheesesteak down at a restaurant unless you whip your card out, but you could vote all day long in as many municipalities as you want to in Philadelphia for the Democrat, I might add. And I'm cool with that. And, and that concept is understandable to just about anybody. 
And that's what we have to do. So that is my uh, riff on vaccine passports. And, you know, this kind of dovetails nicely because, you know, we've heard the slippery slope arguments and people that don't pay attention or they're ignorant or all of the above, apathetic, whatever, they don't like slippery slope arguments because their brains don't operate that way. I happen to be a 50,000 foot guy. I see things in general. I don't get mired down by details. I see where things are going a lot earlier than other people do. And and it's no great shakes about me. I, I think most people have the aptitude to do that. If you've ever raised children, you understand that. Um, so this next article, European Court of Human Rights rules that countries can require childhood vaccinations. So again, at first blush, just like, yeah, vaccine passports seem pretty reasonable if you want to go to a football game and not spread COVID-19 without really peeling the onion and figuring out what's going on. The title of this article seems rather innocuous. Um, Yeah. European court says human rights uh, rules, countries can require childhood vaccination. Seems pretty logical to me. Um, The human or excuse me, the European Court of Human Rights ruled on Thursday that European countries can require early childhood vaccinations. Although the case specifically focused on childhood vaccinations, here's where we go with the camel's nose under the tent or slippery slope or whatever you want to call it, was brought to the court before the coronavirus pandemic, the 16 to 1 ruling could have wider implications on the ability of nations to get enough of their populations vaccinated to get the virus under control. Again, anytime we want to perpetrate a power grab and take more freedom and liberty out of your hands and put it in a central government's hands. We invoke public health, the children, um, the uh, curtailing the spread of disease. You know how these things work. So why am I talking about Europe? Because these things have been going on in Europe all the time. The, The court, it says, argued that the measures could be seen as necessary to a democratic society, adding the objective has to be that every child is protected against serious diseases through vaccination or by virtue of herd immunity. Uh, The case was brought prior to the coronavirus pandemic by Czech families that were either fined or denied entrance to certain preschools or daycare facilities for not having their children vaccinated. So, Again, under the guise of public health and safety, we do these things. Uh, years ago, I used to, I still do, but I used to know quite a bit about um, ADD, ADHD, the subjectivity of the diagnosis. And I would have psychologists on the show all the time and kind of debate them. And um, oftentimes I would refer back to a case in Albany, New York where there was a kid that was just wasn't necessarily unruly, but he was disruptive because he had a profound case, presumably of ADHD. Um, so the schools, yeah, after 
much unrest at school and at home and in the community. The school system, the local psychiatric community, the local pediatric health community, and the courts all colluded together to rule that this particular family who did not want to put their kid on Ritalin, they wanted to try some alternatives, had simply run out of time. Your kid's disruptive. Let's drug them. And I know I'm kind of overstating that because I think Ritalin is is uh, in order for some kids with ADHD. The vast majority of others, probably not. But um, I'm digressing a little bit here. But the 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 premise is court ordered drugging of a child against the will of the family is pretty chilling stuff. And this was some, you know, 15 to 20 years ago, God only knows what's happening in the courts now. But again, this stuff happens with ease in societies that are not free because quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, what are the citizens going to do? They don't have redress of grievances such as we do. They, They may say they have a court, And they may say they have a say in court and they may say that they have free and fair elections to elect people that um, represent their constituents rather than mob rule, which is indeed a democracy. And this article alludes to that, a democratic society. Um, We don't have a democratic society in the United States of America. We have a representative republic. So what the hell is somebody going to do in a second or third world country? where something like this is very troubling. There's not much they can do. And the reason I juxtapose this story with the first story is this is where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. And as much as the Democrats put out a a message that this country is lurching leftward, they are concerned with numbers. They did not expect the House of Representatives to lose as many seats as they have lost. And um, I'm going to tell you something, whether Trump comes back or not, they are scared that a lot of people in this country have been awoken. And that is a, a very good thing about the Trump phenomenon. Awoken to how corrupt the system is, how biased the media is, how crafted the news is, how many rights you and I are losing on a daily basis uh, are. And those people aren't going away. If Trump runs or doesn't run, they're not going away. And I think they're very concerned with losing the House of Representatives in 2022. And they could lose the majority of the Senate quite easily um, because it's a 50-50 tie right now. And with a, a... dithering, doddering, bungling, bobbling Joe Biden at the helm, it is really no surprise that these things that have happened in just three months, ladies and gentlemen, in this country are going to continue to happen at warp speed. Because if anybody does respect the legislature, which that respect is waning daily, At least in 2022, there could be some degree of firewall if the 
uh, House of Representatives goes to Republican control or the Senate is controlled by Republicans. And the Democrats know this. So do they operate pretty quickly? Are they always quarter to a half step of our friends uh, on the Republican side of the aisle? Yes, they are. They move aggressively. They seize on emotion. They whip people up into a frenzy based on uh, scare tactics and craziness and lies. And are they going to do that or would they have done that anyway? Sure, that's what they do. But I'm telling you, with this country, with this pendulum in this country just shifting left and right and you hear this and then you hear that and then Donald Trump is a bombastic lightning rod of a figure and and he is woken up um you know not really ever a sleeping uh democrat base but but certainly he has motivated people to do things that are occurring in this country um you got you got some craziness going on and they are doing these things at warp speed and will continue to do them at warp speed. That's why you have to get involved. You have to pay attention to the issues of the day. You have to vote in a manner in which God would want you to vote. Um, is God endorsing perfect candidates out there? No, we're all human. But I'm telling you, some of them are a lot closer to the word of God as far as their personal life, their mode of governance or legislation than their opponents are. And it is incumbent upon you to look at the issues of the day through the filter of the Holy Bible and vote accordingly. And whatever you are called to do, probably in the form of just having simple conversations with individuals, you should be doing it. Um. I'm going to talk a little bit about the, uh, it, the this article says heartbreaking images on uh, of abandoned children amplify sense of crisis at the border. Um, so, you know, it, we I'm not going to do it for a long time, but uh, to not discuss what's going on at the border would be uh, I would be remiss. So. This article says the image of a three-year-old Syrian boy washed up on the Mediterranean coast in 2015 sparked an international outcry for world leaders to do more to stop the senseless deaths of refugees. The image of migrant father and toddler washed up on the side of the Rio Grande River between the United States and Mexico amid the 2019 humanitarian border crisis became a symbol of the risk many have taken to get to the U.S. from Central America. The U.S. now faces a new moment of reckoning as every week new images and videos released by the U.S. border authorities show the extreme risk that children are put through attempting to cross the border from Mexico. The images illustrate the severity of the situation that Joe Biden has said is a result of horrible circumstances that his Republican critics say is a crisis invited by his border policies. Many have met the same fate, dying after traveling for weeks by foot, bus, and train, hopes of escaping poverty and violence. The coronavirus pandemic has made people more desperate to escape, and Republicans insist that Biden's friendlier posture towards illegal immigration is the main factor leading so many to make the journey. Um, 
and the article goes on. So, firstly, it took them quite a while to use the word crisis, but anybody that wants to believe their eyes can see that there's a crisis going on at the border. Am I going to say that Joe Biden is 1000% disingenuous when he says that there are some kids that have been sent packing by their parents to make the trek to come to the United States for a better life because they have a crappy life down in Central America? No, I'm, I, that, that, that's not necessarily untrue. But the exploitation of these children to further the Democrat machine in this country is absolutely unconscionable. Under the guise of being loving, and our friends on the Christian left would say Christ-like, in inviting these children into the country, they have conveniently covered up a more nefarious plan, which anybody that cares to understand illegal immigration is basically this, let as many people into this country without proper vetting, uh, however they get here or why ever they get here, with the hopes that they will become Democrat voters in the future. Statistically, that's a pretty safe bet. However, it's interesting how these things work, and many legal immigrants from these countries are Republicans and vote Republican, and so it's not necessarily this monolithic, if you're from Central America, you vote for Democrats, and if you're not, you don't. Um, people that have come to this country lawfully from all around the world, and particularly Central America, oftentimes do vote. Donald Trump got quite a bit of that vote in 2020. But the vast majority, they are preying on an ignorant mass that has been told they don't know how this system works in the United States of America as far as representative republic, as far as taxation, as far as freedom and liberty. They just know from a basic standpoint, it sucks where they are. And there is a president now, regardless of his intent, or his master plan, or his party's master plan, is saying, come on in, which the policies of Joe Biden and the Democrats uh, that are in charge today are basically saying, send your kids to the border. It's harder to turn them away. So at the end of the day, you can look at this um, not critically and say, you know, how dare you Republicans or you conservatives or you fundamental Christians uh, show a blind eye to these poor little babes on the border, and which nobody's doing that I know of, and 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 totally miss the more egregious thing that's occurring here, which is the Democrat Party not giving a rat's rear end about children, although purporting to, and using them to for forward an agenda to foster and promote illegality and to flood our system and overwhelm our system. And if they happen to be violated or drugs come into this country um, and, and poison uh, our citizens or other nefarious people get into this country on the shoulders of some little kid that makes it, uh, if we have to house them, 
in a facility that's supposed to accommodate 250 people and there's over 4,000. Well, it's all for the cause. And that's the bigger picture. And that's the, the more egregious, scary, horrible thing that's going on here. It's not this ground level yin and yang between Republicans and Democrats. Uh, should we accept children or not? We should do everything we can do for children and to reunite them with perhaps not their parents if they're sending them on these 100-mile treks alone at the age of 10 in the hands of coyotes, but at least someone in the country of origin that will care for them. Um, This is a multifaceted problem. These countries that they are fleeing from are not free countries. They are economically impoverished countries. And for the most part, they are corrupt countries. So their fleeing does make some degree of sense. But the overarching plan here is cloaked under the guise of helping when in reality, that's not the master plan. And it never has been with Democrats as long as this immigration debate has been going on for the last 50 years. This is not a this is not a new problem. It is just taken on uh, a different look because Donald Trump was very tough on illegal immigration and other presidents recently of the Democrat persuasion have not been. But um this problem has been going on for years. So um, I just think in, in summation here, when I, when I see that border crisis, and that is indeed what it is, this is predictable. This is a predictable result of the policies of the Democrat Party. And it is absolutely reprehensible to sacrifice up children for the quote unquote cause. And We will just leave it at that. And um, I see here, this says Kansas City police officer pulls out of a GOP event with the McCloskeys. And we will revisit who the McCloskeys are if you forgot who they were after a complaint from the mayor. Kansas City Police Chief Rick Smith will skip a local Republican Party event after the mayor complained about a political appointee getting involved in partisan affairs. Um, Now, if you want to analyze that statement, that's basically if you are a public servant, if you're a police officer, fireman, whatever, um, keep your views to yourself. Uh, Your First Amendment right to freely speak or assemble or associate with people, uh, check it at the door because um, you have an opinion and we don't like it. That is profoundly un-American. Smith was scheduled to appear at the Jackson County Republican Committee's Reagan-Lincoln Day dinner on April 17th, along with former Governor Eric Greitens and State Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who are both running for U.S. Senate, as well as Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the St. Louis pair who went viral for brandishing guns at protesters last summer. A little bit of inflammatory um, comment on the author's part. Brandishing always um, seems to conjure up, although the Mr. McCloskey did not look real comfortable with the firearm <laughs> that he had. I will cede that point. But um, when people are storming your house 
And this was the summer of love, if you recall, where uh, people in big houses and gated communities were free or free and fair game for anybody that wanted to demagogue any issue. Um, If people are storming your house saying that they're going to kill your dog and that bedroom's the bedroom I'm going to live in and uh, I can't wait till you're out of here and they're circling your house, uh, if you have a firearm, you should be uh, threatening to use it. And that's all I'll say about that. And brandishing kind of conjures up, uh, you know, uh, overreaction on the part of the gun owner. And he's uh, whipping this gun around and making threats and everything. Uh, The threats were made by the marchers or the protesters or the trespassers, if you will. So the McCloskeys were well within their right to protect their person and their property. And um, the uh, mayor of Kansas City, who's a Democrat, has a problem with the police chief uh, the police being at the at the fore of of being assailed and maligned and impugned last summer, showing up at this uh, fundraiser, and he says um, it's not going to happen. And the police uh, the police chief says, "Okay, I'll um, I'll acquiesce and I won't show up." He says, I was invited on behalf of the police department to be recognized for its hard work during the summer of 2020, the police chief told the Kansas City Star. It is becoming apparent that my attendance at the event would be a distraction. After careful consideration, I will respectfully decline the invitation to this event. Now, that is polite speak for the mayor tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're not going there. I don't care if they're giving an award to the hard work of the men and women that are dodging bullets every day. I don't care if you agree uh, or disagree with the politicians that are going to be there. Your right to freely assemble on your time off is not going to be honored. And and, and if you read this article, they, they are honoring the police and he can't even go and accept that on behalf of the police department, just because there's some people there that the mayor happens to be at odds with. So again, this is the United States of America. And when this type of stuff happens, you may say, yeah, that's kind of in the weeds. It's out in the middle of the country. Yeah, I seem to remember something about those guys uh, whirling around with a gun and People, you know, with clubs and spears and stuff and uh, surrounding their house and saying, I'm going to live in that room and I'm going to kill your dog. And yeah, it, it doesn't really affect me or my 401k. Yes, it does. Because what happens in one city is eventually going to happen in another city. And we wrap back around to the first stories of the day. Why the heck is it always Texas and Florida and a few other states? that the attorneys general in those states or the governors have to tap us all on the shoulder and say, hey, guys, I need some help here. We have a constitution. This crap is coming to your neighborhood. Stop sleeping. Pay attention. Why is it always Texas and Florida and a few other states uh, out west that 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 have to do this? Why aren't we all doing this? And that's a, a good question to ponder until uh, we meet again next week. This has been Reshaping America, Kurt Flewelling. Until then, have a great day.